Hey, welcome to Red River Podcast number shit. I think this is 99. Uh, today, I get to talk to someone who I've been listening to for a minute, man. So, big lefty over here from, uh, you know, many projects you know through the years that, that that i've been a fan of and and a special shout out to joe cintron for uh hooking this up yep joey joey that's my boy long time i know joey yeah i just mentioned it to to my girlfriend uh because he lives in queen creek where like her family lives uh in arizona and mm-hmm. i was like that's so random because she was like oh i went to high school with his sister so i <laughs> i never even met joe like joe just like you know he's like oh. a yeah, yo, he's just like, uh, like you know, the internet is, is wild, you know, like you you just follow people and you see people, and for the most part, you know each other, but like maybe maybe you never met sometimes, you know? Yeah, 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 that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, man. So you you got some stuff going on. So thank you for your time. Uh, you know, you you kind of you have done some features through the years though. Um, but I mean, how I came across to you obviously was was with through La Coca Nostra and then that and then from there but you, you've done so much stuff so like if you could just like uh just tell me like what why the comeback now with like uh Masa Moon and all that other stuff all uh, right yeah well first I'd like to start by saying uh rest in peace to the 12 United States Marines and one Navy uh service member that that died in, in Kabul um as you know I'm a I'm a Marine uh, and uh, I take that very seriously. So, rest in peace, brother. Semper Fi. Um, yeah, my brother. My brother's a marine. Your brother's a marine. Yeah, why well, he was, but yeah, he always is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so why now? So anyway, I, I left. I left the music business as a whole in. Uh, I don't know. Right before, right before Brand You Can Trust came out. Um, so I was initially on more than just one or two songs. And we talked about it when I was, you know, pretty much done with the music. And uh, so, you know, they removed me from some of the songs. And, and, you know, the album is what it is. Fucking amazing album. I mean, you might have had the best song on there. Uh, which one? The one with Send Dog, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it, it's, it's the opener. But it's it just a mallet to the head. And for someone like me, like I, I 
as soon as I saw that, you know, uh, Danny put that together, I was all about it being a huge nonfiction fan. Um, and then also when I heard Slain do Rich Man, Poor Man, I'm like, yo, who is this guy? Right. Like he fucking killed it on that. Slain's a monster. Yeah, he's, he's a monster for sure. He's a monster. But, um, you know, I, I went to school, you know, I got a couple degrees, um, associates and bachelors and was uh, just you know, getting my, uh, what I wanted out of life, right. You know, um, taking care of the family the way I, the way a Marine would, you know? Um, and you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, be careful what you wish for. Cause you just might get it. And I got it. I got every part of it. And when, when I got it, when I got it, I, I was just, um, you know, just wasn't that level just wasn't really for me, you know? So, um, so why now? No, nah, that's, yo, that's honest as shit though. You know, I love to hear that because you, you basically just recently did a song with Scribble on his black eyed children record and, and yeah. the shit, the shit you spit on there is like so real. Like, you know, the, the line, my kid, my kids caught it bad because the dad was, was skilled time spent in the lab instead of paying bills. And when I, when I heard that, like, I kind of like almost understood a lot of the stuff and, and, and the hook, you know, all I have is music and a dream, you know? So like, it's, it was such a, like listening to that song, man, was, was, was pretty, pretty deep for sure. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a very difficult, some people can balance it, I guess. Um, for me, you know, it, it was more difficult. I needed to, to, uh, uh, be an adult and, 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 do the right thing. There was some issues at the time, my previous relationship where, um, you know, the kid was sick and, you know, it's my stepkid, but the kid was sick and, you know, I, I had to make a decision, you know, to help take care of the kid or, you know, and, and focus on family or continue with the dream. And, uh, you know, over the years, I, I don't regret a single thing, you know, uh, that relationship didn't even work out. You know, now I'm in, the best relationship of my life of ever, you know, like my girl is amazing. My family's amazing. But, um, you know, can you hear that? Just the, can you hear the, the lawnmower? Yo, it, it don't even matter. Cause to me, like I, I could pull all the noise out, but right, I don't even sure. hear it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my girlfriend's <laughs> fuck, my, my girlfriend's like, like, like doing shit in, over there too. So yeah, it's, it's all good. I could just pull it out. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, I don't regret anything. Um, uh, I had a wonderful time with Coca and uh, had, a, had a, made a lot of great friends and, and, and to this day, family, you know, Slain, Bill, Danny Boy, Lethal. I mean, these are these are my brother. We, I, we talk all the time and you especially. Just, you, you, yeah, you visited Danny like at the house, the outsiders, you know, right? He's right here in, in Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, with the with the outsiders, shout out to the outsiders house museum. And um so, you know, Danny's here and he's two hours from me. I, I moved from California. I'm in Arkansas now, which is fucking weird. So, you know, I went Bronx. I got stationed in California with the Marine Corps, was out there 20 years and we sold everything and came to uh, came to Arkansas. And lo and behold, Danny's here. And, you know, and now all these people are coming here. Leonardo DiCaprio's just over there and, you know, all this stuff. So it's pretty gnarly, you know, how everybody's starting to, come to the center of the United States, you know, what, what is the, what is like the biggest difference, man, from, from like a Bronx guy, 
I'm sure it was wild to move to to California because that's pretty different too. But like now Arkansas, like what wh- what's the Arkansas vibe like? You'd be surprised. It's where, where I'm at. It is. Uh, it's basically exactly like the town I lived in California. I lived in, uh, and we owned a house in, in Riverside in, in a town called Menifee, which is just north of Temecula. This, this area that I'm in, I mean, I'm out in the woods here, but this area that I'm in is exactly like the town we lived in in California, except green, you know, because we were out deserty, more deserty, you know, but, but, you know, other than, you know, it's a little humid, similar to Florida, you know, Florida humidity type shit in the summer. That, that kind of sucks. In California, there's no fucking humidity. You know, it's 110. You just go to the beach and you're good, you know? Yeah, yeah. What are the venues there? Like, like the, because I'm trying to think of like bands that like roll through the, on tour. The Walmart Amphitheater is, is here in Rogers in Arkansas. And I'm in Northwest Arkansas. So I'm like right on the corner. Like I said, I'm two, I'm, I'm two hours from Tulsa uh missouri i'm like 10 minutes from missouri i'm right in this little corner you know and i mean it's freaking cool out here you know and and the thing is you know uh i paid cash for the house you know like there's things that that you can't do in california you know and and california was my dream being a being a bronx kid concrete jungle you know california seemed like fucking light years away you know when point break came out and hell yeah 30 years old man yeah, Tom Cruise is riding his uh, his uh, his motorcycle, you know, past Miramar and 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 the, the jets taking off, and he's going up the beach with the bike, like that kind of stuff. For me, was like that'll never happen to me. And then I did it for twenty years, you know. So that's pretty cool, you know. No, yeah, sometimes like I'll watch, uh, you know, like something from the other coast. You know, we're we're on Long Island, and I like I'll romanticize, you know, but like oh shit, like we should go visit L.A. or like Cali and some shit, you know. And, it, and it's just through movies, you know, like you you just grow up and one day like watching like less than zero or some shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, that that culture, that that surfing, skating, you know, that that culture out there is, you know, the low riders the, and, you know, and I ride motorcycles. So, I mean, you know, I was riding this morning um, and, uh, you know, I love it here. You could just about ride year round also. But in California, you're riding year round. In California, if you if you want to go on vacation, you don't even check the weather. You don't have to because you're it's pretty you're pretty okay that it ain't gonna fucking rain. Then you know you, you're gonna be able to do whatever you got planned. Here you gotta check. You know you can't just go and do what you gotta do. You know, but uh, but it's nice. Yeah. So I you know just out of curiosity too, like you know like with the show, our show we talk a lot of pop. Uh, pop culture, uh, music and movies and stuff. But like, I always like to know origin. So like, how did the like the music bug hit you? You know, like, because like, you rap, like you're a spitter, like you're a lyricist, you know, but like, like, was it beyond hip hop? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely beyond. I mean, I played guitar in a little rock band called oh. Midnight. Nice. Um, you know, yeah, guitar. yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I, listen, I'm not a, I'm not a guitarist. But I did play guitar at yeah, the time. Yeah. You, know, you know, you're talking, you know, 14, 15. Um, my dad was an identical twin. And my, my father and his, and his brother, my uncle, were singers. That's what they did. My uncle had a number one hit in 1982. Oh, wow. My, my dad used to hang out with Rodney Dangerfield. And, and you know, they, they were, you know, they'd play all the clubs and all the, all the 
the mob weddings that they would have in New York. Like, you know, I was born in Whitestone. I was born in Queens. For sure. You know where Great Neck is? Yeah. Long yeah, yeah. I we we yeah, I know that's my home. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So I, I was in Great Neck all the time. That's where my father lived. Uh my mother and father were divorced. Um, but yeah, so my dad passed away, uh, was killed in 1989 on the Long Island Expressway, actually. Damn. Um, that one exit before Great Neck. And uh after that, you know, hip hop was a huge thing in my life. But but so was Metallica, so was Megadeth, so yeah. was you know uh, you know rock, rap, hip hop, everything. KRS One, you know uh, Special Ed, you know all the all the the Boogie Down Productions, the early stuff, Slick Rick, you know all of that stuff was was. And I'm from the Bronx at this point, and I wrote a rhyme. It's fucking horrible, you know, and uh, my buddy <laughs> Kevin. Irish kid from from up the street, and we we had this little group, and you know spitting on the street corner, that kind of thing. And next thing I know, you know, I just kept it started to just build and build. I went out, I bought some equipment to to record. Uncle Vic gave me a microphone and this, you know, and little piece of equipment here and there. And I had a little studio set up in the house. In fact, uh, you remember a kid named Stagger Lee? I don't. He had a, he had a, a song in in the early two thousands the, the la 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 you know he came out stagger we did his first demo at my house like when we were kids you know I'm talking kids yeah yeah and I started to you know just play play keys and make beats and you know that kind of thing everybody come to the house and we'd stay up all night and and and, and make beats and do music and record songs because you you could do that hip hop is so inclusive you know it's like um you be, like hip hop when people tell me they don't like hip hop, I'm thinking like, well, you don't like music because it's, it's, it's a, it's from everything. It's like a little, like a, everything can be turned into a hip hop song. And when yeah. you're, when you're living somewhere where maybe you can't set up a guitar amp or drums or distortion, like you could just be like, okay, like we're, we're just going to play this beat and everyone in a way it's like, you can write, you know, in the very beginning, it's like, you know, just put something together, you know? So I, that that's pretty huge, you know? Just being creative and 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 I've always been like uh super OCD about shit. Um and once I get the bug for something, it's like I can't undo oh, it. I, me too. Keep going, keep going, keep going. So, you know, I got better and better. And then we started to hit the radio stations and I and I met I was blessed to live, you know, I lived I used to see Slick Rick all the time, you know, um and uh Mr. Excitement from Hot, his name is Mike, but Mr. Excitement from Hot 97, you know. He brought me out. I, I started, We I was on his radio show called 105.9 Flip Squad Radio. And then uh, I would, uh, just as like a host, and I'd be spitting shit. And then he invited me like to be part of the show. And, uh, you know, I he was best friends. He grew up with with Funkmaster Flex. So I wound up carrying Funkmaster Flex's crates Crazy. into the medium. Yeah, you know, yeah. shout out to Funk Flex. And, um, you know, this is prior. This is, I'm young. You know, I'm like 16, 17 years old. This is, you know, early. And um, that's like that's like carrying James Hetfield's, you know, amp to like the stage, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's I mean, it was crazy, you know. And, you know, I met I met Biggie. I met, uh, I'm, you know, this is through that the radio station with Mr. Excitement. But we went to the tunnel. Yeah. You know, I don't know. if you Yeah, ever, yeah, 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 for sure. Iconic. You know, I'm talking 
90s, 94, 93, you know, we're talking that kind of times. And he would take me to the time I, I met Biggie and 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 uh and Diddy and Mob Deep and J Rooted Damager and you know, all right. these, you know, all these cats in in it. And it was just fucking insane. You know, DOS Effects was in there, you know, it was just crazy. And uh uh so that was the beginning. Um and then you know came some years of uh of you know Bronx grinding dumb shit gonna go to jail make a decision me too you know, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah 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 that was gonna happen and then that's when I joined the core and when I joined the core it's funny because I don't know if you ever heard of G fella you know G fella is I don't man you got me on too I feel right if you don't know G fella is you need to look up G fella okay so, we had a group called Ill Squad. It was a bunch of us. And um, I had already signed my contract with the Marine Corps. And uh, it was about maybe two weeks when I was, you know, going to boot camp. And G fella calls me up and he goes, listen, you know, the song we did, blah, blah, blah. We're going to, we got the, mo- we got a deal. We got the movie. They putting it in the movie. Romeo must die. Oh, shit. I said, yeah, it's the you, if you'd watch Romeo Must Die, it's the the song. It's really don't matter to me. It really don't. So I was like, "Yo, I'm done. I'm done with the music." That's it. So that was the first time. Now that I think about it, that was the first time I was done. I was like, "I'm a United States Marine." Boom. That's it. And uh, they went on to do their thing. So I I went to boot camp. Went out to Cali. And uh, what was that like, though? Like you know, because like coming from, I know how I would have been. You know, we all know, like, you know, we we all watch Full Metal Jacket, you know, so we know, like, kind of like how the vibe is. And like some people aren't used to being spoken to like that. Um, like, so what was that like shell shock once you got there? So my father was all is, is also a United States Marine. OK, so I was in Marine Corps ROTC before he passed away. And I was always going to I was always going to be a United States Marine. Well, after we after he was killed, I, I dropped out of school and and spent a lot of years trying to pull my head out of my ass, which didn't happen until I was about 23. Um, 22 so, for me. Huh? 22 for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. so when I, um, prior to that, when my father was alive, he had very, very bad with shell shock, PTSD, whatever you want to call it. My dad did two tours in Nam. And, uh, we're sitting down and we're watching Full Metal Jacket. And the first question I asked him was, Dad, is that is that what boot camp is really like? And he said, absolutely. And I can tell you, absolutely. That is what boot camp is really fucking like. I mean, you need it, you know, like certain people, like when they roll in there, it's like some people don't want to be there, you know, and they got to be there. So it's like, I, uh, what, Nobody wants to be there once you're there. No, yeah, once you're there. But I'm saying, like, some people, you know, put themselves there. Other people, like, all right, well, it's either that or do a one, three somewhere. You know, so it's like some people you got to just you got to hammer them because that's the way it is. And for me, like, I never learned from other people. I always found out for myself, you know, so I needed. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 how I've been my entire life is learning from fucking up. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's how I got to the point. You just fuck up and then figure it out later on and go, oh, you know what? I shouldn't do that again. 
if I if I touch this fire, it'll burn my hand. I'm not going to touch it again. That's, That's the way, you know, you got you to gotta learn the hard way, you know? Yeah, no, it's never from like being like, oh, I saw this person do something. I shouldn't do that. It's like, no, nah, I got to try that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sure. and so from like when before you went in to like the core, like, did you have like a plan in your head? It's like, OK, I, I'm going in and I want to come out and do X, Y and Z. Yes. Well, when I joined the core, the Marine Corps and, and my and I were absolutely perfect for each other. I thrived in the core. Um, and I was planning on doing 20, 30 years. I was I was not. I love the Marine Corps. And what about it? Did you love, though? Let me just ask, like, what 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 really you know, what was the thing about it? The intensity, the respect, the honor, the courage, the commitment, being part of something bigger than myself, something that 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 such an elite, you know, people, you know, the, when 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 the president picks up the, the red phone in the Oval Office, when shit goes haywire. When he picks up that red phone, the person on the other end is the commandant of the Marine Corps. Nobody else. And he goes, hey, some blah, 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 Kuwait, whatever, Kabul. And he goes, okay, hangs up the phone, pushes, you know, makes another phone call and sends the MU, the Marine Expeditionary Unit. At all times, there's a ship and there's, you know, 30, 40 ships, aircraft carriers everywhere in, in the world that are that are within hours of possible uh, situations all the time. That's that's how that's how that works. It's called a mute Marine Expeditionary Unit. They're all out. He picks up the phone, calls the one that's the closest. Go. They go. Marines go. That that's how that works. So just that, just being part of being part something, of the elite. And everybody thinks, you know, oh, the Marine. You know, if you're not a, around the military. And you're like, oh, you know, the Marine Corps, there must be a million Marines. Well, when I was in the Marine Corps, there was only 175,000. That's it. That's the whole Marine Corps. And um, now I think it's like, you know, probably 225,000, something like that. It's very, that's why once you become a United States Marine, you're a United States Marine forever. It's because it's very elite. Once you go to Marine Corps boot camp, you can get out of the Marine Corps, walk into an army recruiter's office and go, where's the paper? Sign me up, put on a uniform and go. You don't have to go to boot camp ever again. Once you do Marine Corps boot camp, you're done in all the branches of service. So that should, you know, that should explain the, you know, the level of, of intensity and, and, and training that goes into becoming a Marine, you know? Now we, uh, we, we, we talked about, um, you know, full metal jacket, but like, as someone that has like a firsthand experience, what are some, what's like another really good like um, service type movie that, that you thought really kind of, you know, did their job? Well, you know, I, I, I only know from, I, obviously, the only experience I have with Vietnam is my father and my father's friends, other Marines that I still speak to to this day. Um, but Platoon. Mm, yeah. Um, saving Private Ryan. I mean, just that opening storming the beach in Norman. And you know, what's funny is those vehicles, not funny, but ironically, those it, you remember the beginning of saving Private Ryan wild when they hit the beach at Normandy 
and those those ship to shore boats come in and the doors in the front and a door comes down and the guys come running out and hit the beach. Okay. That's what I drove in the Marine Corps. They're called AAVs, amphibious assault vehicles. Except we figured out if we drop the hatch in the front, and you remember in the movie, there was a there was a a, a German soldier up in the bunker on a on a you know a machine gun and just annihilated everyone inside the boat. As soon as that that okay. that hatch came down. He just lit them up. So now our vehicles are in, you know, covered. Amphibious assault vehicles are covered, um, and the 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 hatch is in the back, you know, based off of that kind of thing. But that kind of stuff, you know, storming the beach and that that shit was that's how it. It was probably worse than that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's really how it was. And you know, platoon's another great one. Um, um, I always liked Hamburger Hill. I thought that did a. I was just about to say I, Hamburger yeah. Hill. Um, there's another great movie. Um, you know, it's, it's all about following orders, being able to follow orders. Uh, because if you don't follow orders, someone dies. That's, that's how it is, you know? So, um, yeah, just being part of something bigger than, than yourself, serving your country for me was a really, really, really forget. Like if, if, if Lakoka and, and, and the music never happened, never, if that never happened, or if it did happen and I was still, you know, doing music actively and stuff and I was, I don't care, let's say I was Drake right now. My, still my number one achievement of my life would be the Marine Corps. It wouldn't be the music. The, the, the music is fun for me, it's easy. Being a Marine and defending your country is hard. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that's why it means so much to me. Awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's heavy shit, man, for sure. And and you know, you like being part of groups. So obviously, from Lakoka to like even Napalm Drop uh, to now uh, Masamun. And uh, so, yo, let's talk about Masamun for a minute. Um, so yeah. named after a Japanese swordsman, right? Yeah. How'd you know that? I mean, did I tell you? No, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I, I don't like to waste people's time. If I, if I ask you to come on, I'm going to do some, some, some research. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you knew that. Yeah. So Masamune, Masamune. is the, the say it, Masa, Masamune, but not our, we're Masamune. Yeah. Yeah. For right? sure. Masamune, I don't know, 16th century, probably. Uh, it was 12, top, I think. Was it 12? I think it was. <laughs> I could be wrong too, though. I don't know. But I, I just saw like, like when you like to me, when I saw the video drop, I saw I saw Robert Plant and then I saw some like swords. So I'm like, it, there's got to be some more to this. So I, I did a little yeah. deep dive, you know? No, yeah. It's still, whatever century, fucking a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Masamune, basically, if, if you wanted a, a sword, that you know you could cut through numerous people and you wanted something that was going to last forever it was a masamune sword he was the the premier sword maker okay now how do you sharpen a knife how do you steel sharpen steel okay you have to hammer it to create the edge right masamune the MCs sharpen each other. 
just like Mastamune in making swords. We feed off of each other and we build songs, our swords, and sharpen each other through the song. And, and that's where the whole concept of Masamune came from. And in honor um, of Masamune, you know, it's, it's basically honoring uh, as best as we can through the music, sort of using the technique of, of creating and building um, a sword, right? The way he did, that's, we're trying to do that with each song, build, build it as best we can and help each other and sharpen each other. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the video is great. Like automatically, you know, it, it, it just speaks to like the hip hop. I love, listen, I love all types of music, but when I hear something like that in particular, like that's, we all like different flavors, but that that's one of my favorite flavors. So when you put that on right I, away, I wanted that song to be, I knew, you know, it was going to get, it was going to get hit because of the sample, but I'll tell you what, DJ Lethal did a remix for it, which I have. Okay. We're going to switch up the video and put Lethal's remix to it and then re-release it so it can be on YouTube and all that stuff. That's funny too, but, man. That That's a great, yeah. like whoever made, who made the beat? Cause he's a genius. Aztec, the barfly, the one of the MCs in the group, hit us up on, on Instagram and was like, yo, listen to this beat I just made. He, he's, as soon as I heard it, I stopped everything I was doing, went right in the studio in my house. And within 20 minutes, the beginning of that song was done. And I sent it back to them and I was like, this is it. This is this, this I want this song when it comes on, I want, I want a fucking massive pit to start. And people just start throwing elbows. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I wanted for this song. So yeah, it's, it came out pretty good. It came out great. Uh, so you have uh, Billy No Jokes, Aztec, The Barfly, and Frankie Fadeless in the group, man. So how'd you guys all link up? Because I don't even think you guys are li living in the same place. Well, no, Fadeless, Fadeless I know for uh, 15 years. You know, prior, I, I know Fadeless when I was in, when I was in La Coca. So, okay. um, so Frankie, that's my guy from back in the day. Uh, um. And uh, Billy is Frankie's guy. And Aztec, we met through mutual, you know, friends via Instagram, other MCs and stuff like that. Next thing you know, we're all like, hey, let's fucking do something. And we just started, you know, started with one and then turned into, you know, it's, it's an album. You know, it's, it's almost done. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, it, you know, the beauty, man, so like I play in a band. I play in a band. I play guitar, I sing, and and we all work. So it's one of those things where it's like, yo, we just do it. Like we go to practice on Tuesdays. We put out records. We, you know, um, what I came to the conclusion with after we released our last full length record, which was 2018, was like from now on, we're only going to do like five songs at a clip. Like every six months, we're going to drop five songs because I just feel like pe people will give you 15 minutes of their time. And and that's how we function because we all have lives, we all have jobs. But yeah, we, yeah we'll go play a show on a weekend. We'll go do this, whatever. So it's 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 great because you guys, like like, what is the goal for the group? Is it just like a fun thing, right? Yeah, it's listen. Uh, you know, at this point in 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 my career, let's get back to the first question you asked me. Sure. So how do how do we get? Oh, yeah. How do we get? You know, how do we get to now? Twelve years later. You're doing music again. Well, you know, 
I had recorded some over the years and got to a point where I started to feel uh, uh, creative again, you know, started to feel creative again. I was getting, you know, I, 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 germs, good friend of mine, germs who produced a lot of Slane's first stuff from Boston. He got a, to germs. Yeah. He got a beat on the napalm drop too. Yeah. Germs with a Z. <laughs> wow. You do your homework, bro. Yeah. 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 Germs with a Z. Um, that's my guy. And, uh, he was bugging me. Let's do songs. <laughs> let's do songs. Come on. Let's do it. I talked to Frankie Faithless. Let's do, let's do, let's do. And so I started recording again and it got to the point where at night my girl would go to bed. It'd be, you know, 10 o'clock and I'd be excited to go in the room, turn on the speakers, turn on my equipment and start writing. And that hadn't happened in a long time, you know, where I was excited. I felt like a little kid again. And we did, uh, we did like 14 songs in two weeks um, or like three weeks. We did like 14 songs and that was a little something. And it, that morphed into Masa, you know, that kind of morphed into Masa Moon. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. You know, it's good stuff. And yeah, we have no, listen, People are, I'm going to blow up this year. I'm going to, let's fuck blowing up. I don't yeah. care about, you know, nothing up. I'm, yeah. it, it, you, you like it. You like it. You don't, I don't give a shit. Pas- passion. It's passion, man. It's like, to me. I'm, way, you know, like I'm good. I'm, you know, yeah, that's, I'm in fucking the middle of Arkansas. Like, I don't, you know. I'm good. So it, it brings it back to like the core of like being a fan of music. It's like your friend sends you something and you're like, oh shit, that verse is killer. I got to fucking like, I, I got to kill this, my verse. You know, it's just that competitive stuff. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, Masamun, everybody's, everybody's fucking on the same page. Like, you know, we just got, Frankie just got this artist to, to create the name Masamun. It's our own, our own letters that we own. And, you know, he's like, hey, I paid the guy. And everybody at the same time is like, how much? He told us, and we all PayPal'd Frankie our quarter, you know, of it. And, you know, it's just easy. It's it's, it's everybody's on the same page. Yeah. You know, hey, I, I don't like this beat. Lefty said he doesn't like this beat. Let's pick another beat. Everybody liked this beat. Everybody likes it. Okay, right. It's is, simple. Is you know, Aztec, do Aztec, Aztec's doing all of them, or, or you got some other ones? No, you got beats coming from fucking... Everywhere, everywhere now, you know, and it was great. The fact that the fucking, the, you know, the, the, on my Instagram, the, the video shadow band, you know, some people like my girl sitting next to me, she can't see it. It never showed up in the, in the, whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in your feed, yep. it didn't show up in her feed. It's shadow band because of the fucking sample and YouTube killed that shit within literally 10 seconds. It was gone. We I I go through that too. Uh, sometimes like we did a Smashing Pumpkins episode, and like that shit got fucking squashed as soon as it hit YouTube. And I was like, oh whatever, it's no big deal because we're not a band. We're not putting out, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. all right, I get it. But like you guys are, t- are trying to do something, and YouTube is big, you know. And when you make a yeah. video like these days, the technology allows you to like all the videos that we've made are. It's just like our friends being like, hey, I want to make a video. And they yeah. make, a, you know what I'm saying? Like the technology is just so great. Uh, a lot of great DIY tools like Bandcamp, Instagram. Uh, you know, we're all on, this, all on the same page now, you know? Yeah. And, you know, 
it was great that the shit got banned because I mean, look, the big left, the real big left on Instagram, the page has, you know, what do I have? 900 and something followers, right? The fucking videos got over 600 plays. I'm fine with that. That's a win to me. It's huge you know? win. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit, you know? Um, if people like it, God bless. If you don't, well, there's more coming, you know? We, you see, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to something that they like, you know? For, um, for anyone that follows your career and knows the work that you've done, uh, I think it's very much on brand. Like it is, it's very much on brand. Like that sound, even the group, you know, like, like you said, man, you like being some, a part of something bigger than yourself, you know? So like, that's where this group comes from as well. So, um, I also, you did some like cool features. I I wanted to shout out the Pantheon, the God song stars and bars, uh, which I thought was good, which also your boy, Frankie Fadeless is on that track. Yep. That's Pantheon. The God is what spawned Masa. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Beyond the God is what got me excited to do music again, I guess, you know, and, and we have to thank germs for that. It's all, you know, it's based, that was him annoying the shit out of me. You know, every three, he used to send me, I, I have hundreds of beats from him. You just send them and then call me, you know, it, he, he bothered me into becoming creative again, which is great. It's good. We're having fun. And when you start writing again, though, like, do you feel like, you know, sometimes I write a song and I'm like, I, I just know that it's not the best song that I've written, you know? And like, do, when you first start writing again, do you just like kind of like, you know, crumple up everything or do you feel like you got it right away? No, no. I, I you know, the, the, the big left shit that I do is it, it's I, I've done it so much. It's it's secondhand to me. So if I write, I could write a verse right now while we're fucking doing this. And, you know, it, it would be a big left verse and it would sound, you know, it's just, I've become, you know, it is what it is. Is it the best thing ever? You know, it, no, you know, uh, sometimes you get some super dope punchlines. Sometimes you get some multi-syllabic quatrains and shit. Yeah, it's, it's, I can, you know, we can get it in, but it is what it is. I'm happy with what big left is. And I just, you know, it, it's secondhand now. It's just, uh, it's like riding a bike, you know? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Tell me to write a verse, done, you know, and then you get the, I've always, I, th- I think the best thing about, about me when, when I, on, you know, on a song is my, pr- the projection, my voice. You got, way- you, you do it with melody. You got melody in, in your voice. Yeah. So it, it, you know, and, and that's always been one one of my attributes, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, Slain and Bill are, Fucking Bill, I mean, is just his, his writing, <laughs> yeah. you know, is is in the fucking stars. He's amazing, you know, and I sit there sometimes and go, how the fuck? And I'm with him, so, you know, we, when we were together, yeah. going, to, well, how did you even come up with that? Where did that come from? Because I don't know. You know, yeah. it, just, it, it just comes out of him. It's secondhand to him, just like my projection and how I place my words in each bar is just secondhand, you know, to me, to him, that, that intricate writing slain too, in, in sack slain. So I, I'll just say bill. What I love about bill is it, it's like changing the channel on a TV in like 1993, like his rhymes are just like, it, it's like pop culture buffet. Like if you it, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like the craziest shit. Like he'll be like, 
you know, uh, speak to deaf Americans like Tom Araya. And to me, I'm thinking like, that's crazy because I know exactly what that means to me, but it might not mean the same to others. And Slain has these patterns that are just unreal. His, his rhyme patterns are just, and you know what? I got to, you know, that's what that, you know, you, you are what you, you know, you are a ye, you know, you, you are what you surround yourself with, you know, and, and, and prior to being around Bill and Slane, Lefty was very, I keep talking myself like in the third fucking person. I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to be there. I differentiate. Nah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Music shit does. That's Lefty. My name is John. Hi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I am, you know, but anyway, um, the big left shit prior to being around those dudes was Dr. Seuss compared to now. And it's still some fucking Dr. Seuss shit, you know, except now I've got these patterns and these, and these things that I learned from people like Slane and Bill and my favorite MC of all time history. He knows it. I've told him I've got on the phone and told him, OC. That's my, that's my guy. He know, forever and ever, he's the, the, the best MC of, you know, from him, Slane, Bill, even, even Danny Boy, you know, Danny, I say, Danny, what, what do you think? You know, what do you want on this song? And, you know, 38 Revolver? Yeah. Okay. So I said, what do you want me to do on this? And his answer was, I don't know, do some serial killer shit. So I say in a song, you want the serial killer shit. Late night break in the house, throw the dog a steak and fuck your wife in the couch. I'm wiping them out, burn the fucking kids in the bed. Ted Bundy, because I'm taking the head, you know? So that that was fucking Danny said, do some serial. Okay, serial killer shit. Boom. Got Ted it. Bundy, cut off heads. You know what I mean? And then just put it in a, you know, put it in a song. So all you know, you surround yourself with these, with these, with these geniuses, and it's gonna rub off. You know, no, you're yeah, you're right. You're right. I got it, love. yeah. You know, I got I got lucky being around these guys and uh and uh being able to call them friends and uh learned a lot and it you know it, it just sticks with you, like I said, like riding a bike. Yeah, for sure. Uh I mean those guys are you know, I mean we all grew up listening to them and stuff. And it's funny that you say Dr. Seuss. Um there that is a way but like there's certain people who are just good with words you're one of them i think evidence is another guy from california where he's like you know the way he raps isn't like isn't like slain but it's it's about the production and i think as long as you have a good ear for production which i feel like you do you know you could always do your thing and sometimes Sometimes you you play like Mike Ness from Social Distortion, and sometimes you play like Ingve Malmsteen. It just depends on the song, you know. So it's like sometimes you shred. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up was that Napalm Drop with Scribble. I, I don't know much about Scribble, but when I listened to this record, uh, I was pretty blown away. And the fact that it came out like uh, last year, sometime, right? Like it, how did that come together? Uh, last, last yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, that's like the, a pandemic record. <laughs> The, yeah, yeah, it pretty much is. The the thing about about hip hop for me is, and this might be something that may help you and anybody else if they get this far into the interview. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, the the uh, MCs. I consider myself an MC. I'm not a rapper, right? I consider myself a legit fucking Bronx MC. You know, um, my thing is. When I hear 
the <laughs> it's hard. It's, the producer actually writes the song. Sure. I, I don't. When I hear the beat, it speaks to me and tells me what to say. So you need th those two things, you know, to be able to. So, yes, I, I, I am the one writing it, but the words are coming from what I'm hearing. It's a band. Yeah, it's not coming from just my brain. I don't normally just write. Sometimes I'll think of a dope line. It'll just pop out and I'll write it, you know. Um, but most of the time, the shit happens while listening to the beat that whoever sent me, you know. So, like, when I die, you know, uh, if, if, if Rath Kai, another dope producer, if Rath Kai didn't produce uh, that beat, when I die would never be. A thing you know so uh but anyway back to uh uh napalm drop so scribble hit me up on instagram i, I didn't know him you know and he's like yo big fan blah 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 i'm so glad you're back you know the whole that's what everybody you know everybody's been very kind yeah since i came back you know and um he's and we started shooting shit back and forth said you know could you do a song for my album black guy children that was the first thing we did. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. That song, that song, like even the production on it, but like the overall meaning to the song was so like relatable, you know, to a point. Like for me, like I said, I'm I'm a fucking 43-year-old man, but I love playing music. I don't give a fuck. I mean, let me tell you what happened though. So I do the verse, I send it back. It's a typical lefty feature. Motherfucker, fuck, mother shit, fucking mother, right? It's a typical lefty feature. Scribble writes back, nah, bro. That's not the verse. I'm like, at first, I'm like, yo, who the fuck is this kid? You know what I mean? Yo, for sure, and right? Then, and then I was like, he's right. He's right. That's not the verse. It's supposed to be some heartfelt real shit that I, in my life. So I wrote him back, you know, give me 40 minutes. And I wrote the other verse, the one with that you that you quoted earlier. Hell you yeah, know? yeah. It's it's. And, oh no, go ahead, finish. Yeah, no, no, he was right. You know, so. But is someone like when someone says that to you, uh, it it is kind of jarring at first, man. I've been in that position too, where someone was like, "Oh, I like you could sing this better," and I in my head I'm thinking like, "Fuck you." He diddied me. You know what I mean? He he fucking <laughs> culprit. He diddied me. You know I mean? He's like, nah, nah, that's not the verse. Yeah. But yeah. go ahead. I was gonna say, you got a Cobra Kai shirt on? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. All right. So you fuck with the series then, right? No mercy. Of course I fuck with the series. It's just right. fucking amazing. Cause some people, you know, some people kind of like want to shit on it. I'm thinking like it's fucking great. No, when I saw everybody fucking coming back, and what's her name? Allie. Wasn't her name Allie? Yeah, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, when she, yeah, when she came, when I saw her, I was like, motherfucker, my hair was standing up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a it, great story. I but, love I, I love that 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 they did that. I, I, I often mention it on this podcast that I hope one day they do it to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You know, like they give that the same treatment, right? Danny's Danny's friends with the guy who played, what was it, Vic Damone. Hell Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, Danny, Danny, Danny boy. I can't remember his, you know, his real name. My, my fault, but he, he got man tickets. But uh, so then, so then, Scribble hits me up just randomly, and he's like, "Hey, uh, 
what do you think about doing a an EP, five songs? I said, sure. Well, you know, three weeks later, we had 10. Yep. And he's like, what do you think about the name Napalm Drop, blah, blah, blah. I was like, do it. And he made the cover. And then I said, look, release it for free. Call it volume one. This way you let the people know that there could potentially be a volume two. And uh, that's it. We just knocked it out and it came out. You know, we put it out. It did great. I think that thing, the first week, I think it like got downloaded 28,000 times or something. Damn, that's awesome, man. Crazy. Just fucking around. You know, in fact, I think three or four times or, or I don't know how many times, but Scribble has had to go in and reset the free downloads because they reaches the maximum and then they start charging for the for the album yeah yeah yeah. and then people were buying it and i'm like no 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 no, it's free fucking figure it out and they had to reset it and reset it and reset it because it kept reaching whatever the limited downloads is you know however many times so it's dope you know i think it's one of those records that i missed and it wasn't until we started talking that i went back and checked it out uh it's fucking great i mean the uh pretty dope I guess he he picked at a lot of producers because I feel like there's not one producer that has two songs on the record, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. So how does that work though? Like you just like I mean I guess people just send you guys shit and you like because it, it to me it's such a thing, like I guess chemistry when it comes to like a group. But I mean I guess if you're picking beats, I guess it doesn't really matter. Is that how it works? Yeah, it just uh, people send me beats all the time. You know, you get producers they hit you up on Instagram and they're like, hey, you know, can can I send you a beat? What's your email? You know, and it's hit or miss. You know, sometimes you get some good stuff. What the basically the single on the Slaughter of the Innocents album that's oh, coming out. Yep, yep. The guy from from Germany who hit me up, like, hey, what do you think? And I was like, just fucking. I wrote it and I wrote it in an hour. That right after he sent it to me, it was done. You know, um, it's called Flavor. That shit is dope. Yo, all right, all right. yeah. To to wrap up, let's talk about that because I actually I did want to mention. What did I want to say? uh napalm drop like um uh back in the day pain gang and divine well i was going to say those are those are three bangers that i wanted to bring attention to people i i thought those beats especially the pain gang the la to the bronx beat was like it was like a blues riff or some shit so i wanted to shout those out yeah pain pain gang that's a dope song yeah right you realize that that entire song is written in 1930 slang Oh, no, but I mean, it makes sense because that's the vibe, you know? Yeah, I said pain gang, pass the bean shooter, couple, I can't remember the whole thing, but bean shooter is the gun, you know? I yeah. used old 1930 slang and so did Scribble. Cool, yeah, I'm going to put that on in the beginning of the episode, though, and then we'll start it out like that. So. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, And then, uh, uh, what were the other songs you said? So, so I, I, I said back in the day, um, was which was very much you know like one of those introspective songs you know talking about Bronx '88 and shit, yeah, uh, yeah. and then uh, Divine, uh, which had the uh, the, I mean I'm a big fan of It's Always Sunny, so I like right, that, you know that they use that shit. Can so. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, hang on one second. You still there? I'm here. All right, good. Sorry, my fault. Uh, me, yeah, uh, I was gonna say Divine, so. Always Sunny samples were banging because i love that show so oh yeah 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 the always sunny shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh yeah yeah i just wanted to prop that record scribble actually friended me on facebook i didn't even know who he was because it's his real name so i was like oh, all right cool whatever 
Um, but he's a grinder, man. I, I, I got, I got to hook link up with him, man. He, he seems to, to be doing a lot of cool shit, but let's talk about Scribble. No, God. Scribble's a good kid. Yep. For sure. Grinder, man. Um, yeah. so the new record, let, let's, let's Slaughter wrap, the let's wrap up. Let's, let's wrap up. Yeah, with, Slaughter with the Innocence, uh, Force Five Records. Shout out to Danny Diablo. Yeah, man. The whole I, DMF crew. I had him on the other um, podcast. Lord, Lord Ezak, that's, that's. Fuck, I know Ezak 20 years too. I mean, that's, you know, forever. Shop he's lockers. A, yeah, he's an amazing dude. He does, you know, he's so humble. He doesn't, he doesn't expect anything from anybody. He just, you, you need help, Ezak will help you, you know. He's a fucking, I love him to death. But I, um, I, I was doing a, another podcast with my buddy. Uh, it's called If I Rule the World, which we don't do anymore because he moved to Vegas. And Ezak on our 10th episode came from Jersey to long island to just hang out with us and do the episode and, and i was like this is crazy i was like you're just hanging out with, all right let's do it that's dope yeah i'll tell you yeah. he's a great guy don't yeah. don't fucking do him wrong though nah yeah, yeah. we all know you don't want to be that guy you know yeah. what i'm saying but but yeah so so shout out to e he uh he called me up he's like yo what the fuck are you doing you got you're doing music again i go yeah he goes all right i got a record deal for you <laughs> makes a phone call Four five records, bing bong boom. So we got uh shout out to Donnie and Rick Dog over at, at uh at Force Five Records. Yeah, so we're and prolific and uh uh, uh everybody at Force Five Records. Um so yeah, so we're doing uh the slaughter of the innocents. It's already done. It's actually pretty fucking dope. I like the album. Uh I don't listen to to much hip hop really. Um once I do a song, it's kind of it goes into the abyss. And um, when the first time I heard them all back to back to back, I was like, wow, this full shit life? isn't that bad. Full album or like an EP? Full album. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty dope. There's a song on there called The Compendium, which is almost seven minutes long. And it's basically every... It's some of them are, are just 16 bars. Some of them are, are full songs. Some of them are just a little hook here, this, that, and they're all different. And they're, they're, it's all about the end of the earth, the end of the world, the end of humanity. And, and it's, but it's, it changes. It's, it's a, it's a guy get running into his truck, getting away from what the end of the world is, whatever that means to you. And he's trying to turn the radio dial because nothing else is working to try to figure out what's going on. And every time he stops on a station, it's the song explaining what's going on. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. that's, that's the, yeah, that's the compendium. Did you Flavor come up with that? On there. Huh? Did, you, did you come up with that concept? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, fla flavors on there. Uh, that's probably going to be the single. Um, uh, the Reaper. That's a dope song. Uh, uh, yeah, a couple, a lot of dope joints on there, you know, and production from, you know, this kid, Third Eye, Vadi, uh, Isaac, Isaac nice. produced the beat on there, which he made in 10 minutes. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you know, it, it's actually pretty dope and, and I like it, you know, um, we got yeah. my guy, um, Riffsy, who, if you don't know who Riffsy is, look him up on, uh, on Instagram. Riffsy is in Australia. He's he's air, hand airbrushing the the album cover. It's going to be insane. Uh, so yeah, 
So it's it'll be out November 10th, which by the way is the Marine Corps' birthday. So yeah. which is my my second birthday. So November 10th, Slaughter the Innocents, Force Five Records should be out. Cool, man. I can't wait to listen to it. Uh you know, pump it out. Definitely drop some links and all that other shit. Um yeah. And that's it, man. The last question I'm just going to ask you, because I find it interesting that you said that you don't listen to much hip hop uh, uh-huh. these, these days. Um, so leave me with some some bands that you've been listening to or what what what, what is left you listen to or John um, <laughs> these days? It's all classic rock. Cool. Give me. Give I me love I love Neil Diamond. OK. You know, I got the little garage bar set up, put on some Neil Diamond and have a couple beers. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I'd say if I had to pick a band that's like that represent Megadeth. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's cool. Yeah. So but Rust in Peace or Peace Cells? Rust in Peace. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Peace Cells yeah. are dope. I'm not I'm not going to. They're both. They're all they're both, though. Both. both. No, f- for sure. But Rust in Peace was I think they're like when I think of their peak. I think Rust in Peace, like that, like Marty Friedman, Nick Menza, uh, Ellison, like that record, uh, Take No Prisoners, uh, it's just bangers on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but I love them all. You know, uh, Pantera. Okay, which one? I love Pantera. But I mean, are are you are you you, uh, a vulgar display guy or uh, vulgar uh, vulgar display? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have hostile across my stomach. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you know, bang it like that. It, I, I sobered up halfway through the tat and we didn't do fucking hostile. We did. We did just hostile. Yeah. <laughs> Thank that God works. he started on hostile first because it would have said fucking hostile across my stomach. <laughs> or it would have just said fucking. Oh, yeah. Maybe it would have just said fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I you know, Mouth for War, Rise. Like, I, I love yep. that shit, you know, and it's Super funny. Uh, cool, man. Yo, thank you for doing it. Uh, thanks, Joe, for for, you know, putting us in contact. And uh, man, I don't know, man. Well, you know, we'll, we'll talk soon and, and whatever you yeah. got going on. Anytime you want to come back and hang, you know, my co my, 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 my co-host couldn't make it today. Uh, he he had the you know, because we had to reschedule. So he, he's got a what, son. What's his name? What's his name? His name's Brian Langan. Brian. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> he's with his, he's with his son though, you know. So we, all right, we gotta... Brian, you unsuck now because you're <laughs> with your son and family first. So I remove the suck. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, but yo, man, thank you for doing it. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll throw that that um shook me on the front of it, that napalm drop at the back, and and we're good to go. Hey, be careful with the shook me. You might you might get taken down, but hey, uh, you could give it a shot. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother. All right, man. We'll talk soon. For sure. Peace. Later. And now, 10 rip-roaring 20 slang terms due for a comeback. Spifflicated. Drunk. We got spifflicated at the gin joint and wisely invested all of our money in the stock market. Giggle water. Any drink with alcohol. Oh, God, I just lost everything. I'm ruined. I need me a giggle water and quick. Dewdropper, a young unemployed man who sleeps all day. What malarkey. Now everyone will think I'm a no-good lollygagging dewdropper. Pain gang. 
past the bean shoot a couple bell bottoms call the buttons time to amscray not going back to the can hit the cat house cabbage in the pocket and canaries on stage put my cheetahs on this is kind of like a clip joint she's a doll just to make it a point all dolled up elephant ears is outside time to slide on the slide duck the g-man tucked under the cement looking for the next gen mill grab the hooch left them holding the bag it's the truth on the lamb gotta make the orphan paper oyster fruit for the caper come here kid use your peepers better not be a pigeon i'm a punk trying to make me a living like religion savvy tell sammy it's a soup job bring the soup all balled up and ready to shoot bum gums you're catching the boot come on you a crumb bush wash bumping gauze got your pimp so i'm pitching woman till the sun come always got that cadillac tongue to the bricks for the kill cause i'm still packing heat on the hip Around the scope of getting smoked Flat foot in the Chicago overcoat Let it flow Get on the horn Let them know we got the hoach My goals on the loose Trigger man they got the juice If you a weed Better take a pound of key Hit the street Cause I'm coming for them sons next week Goodbye on the speed Dangle me tracks while you weep I'm plenty rugged Leaving a joint in the permanent sleep Get the butter off Hit the gym mill Lose the load Come back with a bath around So breaking stabs And wits and the guts Making sure it's spray right to a clear bank, filling you with daylight. Oh. Get a load of them cams on the weed. My lights are like the stock market. They go up, 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 and up forever. Napalm drop.